0: Hey, welcome to The Warrior and the Wolf, the show where you can show up authentically, be safe, be seen, and have somebody that's gonna come alongside you and help you fight for what you want. Let's get after it.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 16 of the Warrior and the Wolf podcast. I am Mark the Wolf, that is... Aaron the Warrior. And we are really excited to have you back, and I'm actually Buddy, as we were prepping to talk about this topic, I'm super stoked about it. I'm yeah. very, very excited. But before we dive in, we're going to do what we always do. We are going to start with a check-in. Uh, those sachet emotions, sad, angry, scared, happy, excited, tender. We're not saying those are the only emotions, but in the work that we do, we do believe those are six core emotions. And just about everything going on in our world can be traced back to those six sachet emotions. Sad, angry, scared, happy, excited, and tender. So uh, Aaron start us off buddy how you feeling this morning
0: yeah today um gosh I'm happy excited um sad and tender um I'm really sad and tender um we got some news uh, you and I have a, have a common friend in this work and we got some really devastating news
1: mm. about
0: him and in his life. And, and, um, for his privacy, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna share that, that news here, but, um, I'm just, I'm really sad, um, and tender, uh, for him and what he's walking through right now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy, excited. I love where my life is going right now. It's not perfect, but man, things are, I feel like I'm walking in my purpose. Mm. Um, and I'm really happy and excited about that. So short is sweet, but I am in.
1: Welcome. Uh, Immediately happy just to hear your check-in. Tender for your check-in. Again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm watching you. I'm seeing you do the work. I'm watching the change, and it's incredible. Uh, Sad? Yeah. Gosh darn. To get that message. Um, Love that man. Mm -hmm. Very tender for that man. And hoping the best for him as he walks into that space. Um, yeah, uh, happy scared. Uh, our eldest made a move to Texas this this last week. Um, happy and excited because I know that Jennifer and I did the absolute best we could. and he's such a great kid. Absolutely terrified because I wonder if that's enough. Um, I'm uh, yeah I just I Hmm. realized that I have a lot of fear with him moving but really excited for him uh he's got a good head on his shoulders a head full of steam and he's ready to go so um yeah I'll stay short and sweet with that one too I'm in welcome thanks Today's topic, man, um, we're calling this episode Triggered. (laughs) And where we're going with this, you brought up PTSD. Um, Those letters get thrown around a lot anymore. And I realize your background, right? You've got a military background. You're former military. So PTSD Mm -hmm. means something in that space. Um, And what we're talking about today could be that. But it's also how are we responding to things that now, because of something that happened to us in the past? So you brought up PTSD, yeah, post-traumatic stress disorder, right? Yep. Tell me why you presented this as an episode. Um, it,
0: so when we talk about the trigger thing. I brought up the PTSD, but I, I also wanted to, you know talk about the like the living with with traumatic events. So Mm -hmm. along the same lines, like not every traumatic event leads to PTSD. And, uh, you know, um, but the reason it is, because I'm just finding like, as we're talking through these episodes and people reaching out, there's a ton of people living every single day with some sort of traumatic event or trauma or wound or PTSD event in their life, Mm -hmm. whether it was done to them or, or, choices that they made that have caused that mm-hmm. right um we've talked about like the stigma behind mental health we've talked about that's a bit a big thing for us sure um an interesting talk. i was having it with with offline with just a, a buddy of mine and he listened to the episode and he was talking about when he heard me talking about ptsd in the military he said he automatically assumed that's combat related mm. and
1: then you know and i want i want you to finish your thought but I have to believe that he's not alone. No. Like I hear PTSD. I immediately go straight to the military.
0: I mean, for me, even before I started doing my work, I even knowing I had a diagnosis from it, from the military, it was always, I would always say the same thing, combat firefighters, police officers, first responders, somebody that's on the front lines of the, the really bad stuff. And, and, it wasn't malicious on his part, but he was just like you know he's like when you start talking about like PTSD, but you never saw combat. It's like well, how in the hell do you have PTSD, and then diving into it, it's like okay, that makes sense. Um, when something really bad happens to you, that's traumatic. You know, it's about like post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily you don't have to necessarily see combat. You don't have to necessarily see dead bodies or run into burning buildings. And, and I'm not downplaying at all because those, those people are my, are my absolute heroes. Like mm-hmm. first responders, military are my, you know, I are my personal heroes, but the, the post traumatic stress part of it is, I mean, I would classify what I went through as a kid, pretty dang stressful and traumatic. Um, so, I live. There's just so many things that I live. That come up almost every day. That you just li- I live out of that. Give me an example. I mean, just. I mean, just recently. Gosh, I mean, we were on a we were on a trip. Trip to Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. We went to see Pearl Harbor. Mm, yeah. Super awesome. Highly recommend it. Talk about like heroes and 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 stuff like that, but. We're touring a submarine and a member of my family with me who knows my past, knows my story, mentioned, you know, talking about, so my, my um, abuser had gone into the military, into the Navy mm-hmm. and was on a submarine. Mm-hmm. And this person in my family was like, oh, you imagine so-and-so when he was in the Navy having to walk through a submarine and you'll know, so instantly right there, I'm like, what
1: triggered? Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. So for me in the past, living out of that, that would have sent me into an absolute tailspin. So what does a tailspin look like to you? So for, and you know, it looks different for everybody. For me, a tailspin is going to look like starting to feel really anxious, getting back into that, like they think, what happened to me is okay. Or, you know, like, why would you bring up my, like you, like my abuser more than me, just stuff, just, it starts on a spiral of anxiety, which leads into depression, which leads into like anger and sadness. And then I start just like biting everybody's head off, snapping it, especially my wife and my oldest son, they become like the targets for that to,
1: for me to bleed on. So So a tailspin looks like anger to you.
0: yeah. So that's, that's what it comes out as. Like it, it just starts, I start, I start just thinking about everything. And that's when the, that's when the tailspin is just like dwelling on all the bad stuff that ever happened. And though I wasn't worthy of protecting and just going back into yeah. all those negative messages and landing in anger and sadness. And a lot of times sadness and fear come out as, as anger for me.
1: You, you brought something up there and I don't want to skate past it. I, I like, there was something that just clicked with me when you said it. Your family members will be like, oh, well, that happened so long ago. Yeah. Like, and we've talked about this whole get over it thing before, mm-hmm. right? And it's interesting. I'm a firm believer, unless you've walked through that situation, that's probably not the best freaking advice. Yeah. Like, yeah, it happened. But we talked about... um was it the last episode? I I forget exactly when it was, but it was, um, everybody's going to handle this differently. Yeah. Everybody's going to look at it a different way. Like the PTSD thing from, from a military standpoint, right? I don't connect with that. I didn't serve. I can't imagine stepping into a war. I can't imagine the stuff that our service members go through in that space. Yeah. But I, I, identify on a deep level with what you're saying, right? Somebody would bring up this instance and immediately, oh, hair stands up on the back of my neck. I get defensive. A- and I think that triggered or a tailspin, which is why I said, what's your tailspin look like? A tailspin is going to look like different for everybody depending upon what that event is slash was.
0: Yeah. So, and for me, it, it I, I, th- I want to say it goes into like the self-preservation, self-protection mode. Like I start putting up walls and those walls look like anger. Like I get really defensive. And 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 that would, that would be like in the past. So the difference between a couple, you know 6 6 months to a year ago is how I would have reacted. Now the reaction is not necessarily laughing it off, but understanding like that's really tone deaf of that person to say knowing my story, but that's about them. A thousand percent, yes. And that's about them and their tone deafness. And mentioning that person in my abuse has zero to do with me being able to enjoy this event with my my family, my wife and my
1: sons. So do you think it's tone deaf or do you think... Because everybody's going to handle it a different way, right?
0: So I say tone deaf to me because... That's the message you're taking on. Well, oh yeah. You see, the reason I say tone deaf is because I've had conversations with, with around this, and saying, "Hey, this kind of stuff like still bothers me," mm-hmm. and to keep bringing it up is either just not getting it. I don't believe there was any malice behind it. I don't believe sure. these people are being just bringing this up to like. Whereas before, oh, I would have been like, "Yeah, this is all about me. They're, they're trying to hurt me. They're trying to say it didn't matter." I don't. I don't believe that's the case. So. And that's part of the reason why I wanted like with this topic about like living with the trauma, living with the PTSD is I, again, I don't, I know I'm not alone in living with traumatic stuff that happened to me. We've also talked about people that have, you know, with you, with your story, making decisions that have caused some, some trauma.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So it's like, how do we, you and I, especially me, like how do we show up as dad's husband's? Mm. And friends now with this stuff in our life. Mm -hmm. Because it is going to be something that is always part of our DNA. Like, it will never, I will never not be a person that was sexually abused as a kid. It's your story. I will always be that person. The chapter cannot be rewritten. It can't. But how I choose to live with it and how I choose to show up when triggers happen, Mm. and they will happen, Mm. there's no way to not be. I kind of hate the word triggered by how it's like the connotation of what like triggered has become in our society. Do you
1: believe there's a negative connotation with the word triggered?
0: I think my opinion, I think people are so sick of hearing like everything's triggering or that triggered me. I feel like it could be polarizing. Hmm. Um, But in this sense, there are things that happen for me in my life. There's things that that trigger memories. It happens, and I'm not wanting it to be a negative connotation. My whole goal is to explore how I show up when that happens.
1: Yeah, you you brought up my story and the trigger, and and it's interesting for me, um, especially from from the infidelity side, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I am more triggered for the people I impacted than I am for me my fear immediately goes to oh no, how are those people gonna respond? You know, not not the least of which is Jen right? Yeah. Like Jen does not Jen doesn't talk about our story the way that I talk about our story. Understandable. And so my fear when it comes to that the PTSD, the fear is, oh my gosh, how's she gonna respond? I have owned. I wake up every single day and it's I feel it's my responsibility to make sure she knows that's not going to happen ever again, Mm -hmm. right? How I love her, how I show up for her, all that good stuff. It does not change the fact, again, to your point, it happened. And now my fear comes in her response to it. Yeah. So when did you realize that the PTSD of your childhood came out in a way that you didn't want it to come out? I mean, I've had,
0: gosh, I've had glimpses of it, and looking back right now, like I could see, every, almost every single time I reacted in anger, especially towards my wife and my my. So I've been I've been married for ten years. Mm-hmm. My oldest is nine, so I've had a decade, really. And I started doing, again, five years ago, started doing this stuff, um, and. But most recently, when it really, really hit home, and we just talked about it, an episode about it. It's a two-parter we did about the, you know, the stigma behind seeking mental, you know, mental health help. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that was the like the pivotal moment for me, because mm-hmm. it all. I've been working through this, and I've been digging up stuff, and I've been telling my story. So so much of this stuff has been coming to the surface. And it just felt like it came to a head of me exploding in anger and threatening to hurt myself. And it's like, holy hell, Like, where did that come from? And then processing through in therapy and processing through with men like you and other men in our circle. It's like, there are certain things that are happening in my life that are going to trigger this pain and this memory. Mm -hmm. And I can either let it realize like, like I can let the triggers control me or I could recognize it and process through it. And I think for men, especially for me, for so long, I just, it, I let it trigger. I reacted in an unhealthy way and moved on. But I just kept building up wounds on those people around me. My son, especially the nine-year-old. Because, and we talked about it in past episodes, it's like that stuff would come up, but like the, the trauma... Whatever, And I would get angry and sad and it would come out on him as like a surrogate for another little boy. Mm. Like anger and sadness towards me as a little kid would come out towards him. Expecting him to be better and expecting him to like have adult logic and emotion.
1: So the struggle with PTSD for you, it seems as though it's not so much the event. It sounds like you're coming to terms more and more. This event happened. Yeah. Your response to it is kind of where you're at right now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So did you go? How, how long do you think you got? You went through your life. This didn't happen. Did you ever go through that, or did it always happen? And because I, I know we talked about the victim mentality, I understand that. But did you go through a point in your life where this didn't happen? Because I think that a lot of people will try and go that route, right? With yeah. the, like, it, it, it didn't happen. It did happen. It, it I w- want to control my response to it. Yeah,
0: it wasn't so much, it wasn't so much that it didn't happen as much as, like, it wasn't that bad.
1: Oh. Uh, so do you feel that people take that on from other people, like, it's. it wasn't that bad?
0: I, I definitely took that on, just from the reactions, I mean, we've talked about it. Just from the, re- the lack of reaction that I Wanted to see, I took on, all, you know, my whole life, like the bullying wasn't that bad. Or this isn't that bad. And even starting therapy now, my therapist is like, you don't seem like you're that angry about it. Like, why won't you allow yourself to be angry? Um, and Are I, you angry? I mean, yeah. I'm, I mean, rage comes up, but it's like, I've always had the mentality lived out of like, well, what good is it going to do for me to get angry about it now?
1: Hmm. Yeah, so like we we talk about it, and it is easy. Like, it's been awesome to see the outpouring of of humans that have reached out to you and I. Oh man, Aaron, I resonate with Aaron's story, right? Yep. Unfortunately, I believe mine to be, quote unquote, more relatable. People look at mine all the time. Yeah. Oh, infidelity. Yeah, that happens all the time. Well, don't downplay this, right? Yeah. I don't want it downplayed. It's the same thing for you. I don't want it, your family members walking through this artifact and it's like, oh yeah, this. And it's like, don't downplay this. This happened, Mm -hmm. right? And I love the fact that you've had folks reach out because I see this shell starting to break. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, this happened. And I find myself wanting to stop short of, can something good come from it? I wonder why I have fear around that with you. Do you believe that something good can come from that? I do. And I believe it. I believe it has. Really? Yeah. Because I I do. I can see where, like, I find fear just bringing it up. Because I don't want to hurt you anymore. Can good come? So good can come from trauma.
0: Oh, yeah. And this is what I'm talking about, like how we react to it. Like in the past, me reacting out of anger and getting defensive and trying to protect myself Mm -hmm. was not good or healthy. It served me in the fact that I felt like I was protecting myself. But one, pretending like it wasn't that bad. Not letting myself express anger about it. I mean, I, I was and am and will be angry about what happened. Being So it's true. Being angry about it won't change what happened. Being angry about it in a healthy way will help me show up better.
1: What does healthy anger look like to you?
0: I mean, I, I feel like it can manifest itself in different ways. Mm-hmm. But for me, the most part is be, is talking about it. Mm is being able to process it through with men like you being able to process it in therapy and tell my therapist, yeah, I'm, I'm pissed about what happened and I'm pissed about the way people reacted and I'm angry that I've given it so much power over me. I've also been angry about the way I've shown up in it, but now it's okay to be like, yeah, talking about it, that makes me angry, but I can move forward. I don't want to say move on. I can move forward in my life And two things can be true at the same time. It can be really not okay, and I could be angry about it, but I can use my story for good to be a healthier, safer man for my wife, my sons, and my friends and community.
1: So it sounds to me like you're choosing to process the anger through communication as opposed to action, that whole rage monster thing. Yeah, I mean— I'm angry. I need to talk to somebody. Or I want to talk to somebody.
0: Yeah. For, for me, it's about, it's about, I'm an external processor.
1: Okay. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> this is my shock phase, right?
0: Um, so in the past, it's just like, I've stuffed it down and internalized it all. And it's just, it, it rotted away. You know, we, we've talked about the beach ball. We've talked about like, if you don't treat the wounds, they fester and you ble- you bleed on people. And that's, that's been my story. But now it's like, I have an outlet. Be like, this makes like, even right now, it's like, Hey, this thing, this person said made me angry but I'm able to just like, re- to process and be like, okay, that's really about them. They're not being malicious. There's no, it's not saying, they're not saying what happened to me was okay or in, in you know,
1: not valuing me at all. You, you bring up a good point though. Uh, I, I, I'm angry. And And it's something that we haven't brought up in our check-ins recently, but they're not good. They're not bad. Yeah. They just are. Yeah. Like I looked at anger as my go-to, right? Growing up, that was my go-to. I masked fear, sadness, everything else with, with anger. And there's nothing wrong with being angry. My struggle in that was I wasn't angry. Yeah, no. I was sad or scared, right? So noticing, like it showed, it just goes to show the growth in you. It's not bad. Mm. I'm angry. Okay. Well, for me,
0: like sadness and depression would manifest itself as like rage and yeah. explosive anger. Yeah. But then anger would manifest itself as like sadness and dejection and retreating into myself and being. So it's interesting how those two kind of intersected and crossed and they weren't. But now I feel like anger can come out as I'm angry and it's just enough to say that. Yeah. 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 It, re- it really is. And people are like, I, th- I have a hard time grasping that. But like, just saying I'm angry is it not being like, oddly enough, yeah. No. It, 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 like, I'm mad about this. Here's why. And, and moving forward with it. But I feel like, especially as men, and for me, it is vitally important for me to understand what is going to trigger me from my past.
1: And you hit on something there, right? I'm angry. We're not going to act on it. There's nothing to act on. Yeah. Which I think is part of that PTSD conversation that we're having, right? Yeah. I'm angry. I don't have to act on it. The PTSD, it gets to a point where it just eats and it eats and it eats and I want to do something about it. My reaction is one thing. My action can be something totally different. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I, I do. I, I get this reaction. Of, oh, I'm scared. I don't know how these people and their specific people, all of them still in my life. When they hear this, how are they going to respond? Are they going to be okay? What do I need to do? That's my reaction. My action is asking, is there anything that you need from me in this space? And so I think there's a difference between action and reaction and the action used to be for me, put up the wall, Mm -hmm. right? Get the wall up. I don't want to do this, you know, the same for you. It would come out sideways in anger with, whether it be your wife or your kiddo, right? And now the reaction is, ooh, I'm angry to processing. Okay, why? I think that shows growth.
0: Oh yeah. You know, it's interesting. One thing you've mentioned before about my story uh, and I you mentioned on one of the episodes I talked about like you've never heard me speak badly about my abuser.
1: Ever. Never once.
0: Um I've explored like why that is. Cause there's definitely feelings there of <laughs> of feeling like
1: Yeah. This mm, Oh yeah. yeah.
0: And and I was talking about in, in therapy and she was saying the same thing. And She's like, Why are you not like she's like you just don't seem like you're that and we recently had that, talked about we had that family event. It was a long time, yep. awaited to funeral for yep. my, like a standing in a room full of people. And I'm realizing that I feel like all of the consequences and all of the strife and all the pain fell on me. Like there were no perceived consequences. There was no ramifications for this other person.
1: Zero repercussions. Zero
0: everything. repercussions. Okay. Like He'd got to go on and have like an illustrious military career, get a bunch of awards, and retire. And so that, so standing in a room full of people when he's in there, it's like there's part of me that was like, I want everybody in here to know, like what what, what you what, did. yeah what you really are yeah. But talking through and processing is like, well, that I mean, what does that do? Doesn't change what happened. And so in that moment, I chose to not because that was triggering. Mm -hmm. I would say probably standing face to face in the same room with somebody who did that kind of stuff to you is extremely triggering. It was for me. I won't even say probably. It was. And before therapy and before meds and before working on it, it would have sent me into a just pit of despair much different than the one in The Princess Bride.
1: It's immediately where my mind went, but I didn't want to mask anything.
0: No, it's okay, I'm not masking, I'll mask. No, it's just, um, and it would have alienated my wife, Mm. my kids. I would have been just a miserable, angry person for a, a long time and taking it out on them. So what I'm choosing to do instead is recognize it for what it is. It was triggering, it sucked, there's anger and sadness there. But I can con- I can either choose to control it or let it control me. And now I'm making the choice to control those and to process them and keep me in front of me. Process it and keep it in front of me. Love that. And my goal for sharing this isn't just to be like, hey, look how, look how good I am. Look at how I can control it. But to tell other, other men that have these sort of traumatic or PTSD events in their life, it's like there's a way to not be controlled by it. There's a way to process it and not diminish what actually happened. Because I think for me, that was it. Like if I process through it and I don't get angry about it, I don't get sad, then it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Mm.
1: We talked about it, what, last week uh, yeah. when like it happened. Yeah. That's, there's no question it happened, but what I, it doesn't define me. And, and that's a great segue what you just said. For those men struggling with those humans struggling with PTSD, like that's not the definition of who you are. No. Right. Yes, you're a survivor, and right, that's not all that you are. No. There's so much more to you, and I, and I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm reminded of. of Shrek saying that ogres are like onions.
0: I think I said that in an episode a while ago right? too.
1: There's so many layers and it's okay. Yep. This is, this is one layer of who I am, right? Mm-hmm. This is another layer of who I am. And, and so for those of you out there struggling with PTSD, there's, there's a lot of different actions you can take. Um, and if you have questions about that, we'd love to help you in any way. But, and it ties back into another episode when we were talking about mental health and everything else yeah. and seeking professional help. You just said your therapist has been a huge help. Medication has been a huge help. So I want to get rid of that mantra as, or, or, or that uh, stereotype too where, oh, you got to have medicine. Oh, you got to have professional help.
0: Yeah, yep. I do. Let's get
1: rid of that stigma. Yep, because it's helping. Yeah, it's working for you, and that's that makes that makes it totally worth it.
0: I'm looking at the same as like a knee injury. Like, if you need knee surgery and pain pills to get better, nobody's gonna be like, <laughs> "Okay, so this isn't masking with humor." But I'm talking. Do you remember um, Mitch Hedberg, the comedian? Yes. He's like, he's like, alcoholism is like the only disease you can get yelled at for having. He's like, <laughs> yeah. some guys like, "Oh, Otto, you have lupus." Oh, damn it, Otto, you're an alcoholic. Yeah. It's how I'm looking at it. It's yeah. like, yeah, cool, yeah. I had something wrong, and I needed a doctor and medication to fix it, and I'm not hiding it, and I'm not ashamed of it. Right. Because it's helping. It, it's talking about the, the layers of me. So when I talk about myself and I describe, like, who I am, like, it, it used to be different. But now it's like, I am a survivor. I was a victim of sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. I was somebody who was bullied. I was somebody who contemplated taking my own life. I'm also a really good dad and a really good husband and a really good friend. And I'm somebody that's powerful enough to use my story to connect and empathize with other people and help them process through what they want to be. Love that. So it's all the same thing. Because if, vic- if I'm not a victim and this bad stuff didn't happen to me, I don't have the ability to use my power and my strength in that story to connect with people, which I believe is, believe is my purpose. So encompassing all of this stuff, it's, like it's, it's the layers. They're all there. And, yeah, some of them are really bad, traumatic things that happen. But I can choose how that impacts my life and other people's lives around me going forward.
1: Love that you're choosing to write new chapters. I love that about you, dude.
0: Yeah.
1: That's a good segue. So let's let's go ahead and put a bow on it. The long story short, uh, I believe that there's trauma in everybody's story to some degree somewhere. Yeah. So uh, PTSD is very, very real. Whether or not you think you have it, whether or not you've been diagnosed with it, the reality of it is there's trauma somewhere that you're dealing with. Number one, that's okay. Number two, encourage you to do work on it um i think it's a big deal it's not weak at all like you said if you need knee surgery go get freaking knee surgery go through the rehab and get back on track i think that's a big deal what are your parting shots buddy
0: i i i think you hit it like (laughs) it's okay to not be okay we say it all the time yeah like it is okay to not be okay and um I'm reminded of, like, and I think I've mentioned it before, but I'm I'm reminded of, like, the Japanese art when they break the bowl and the bowl gets filled in with the cracks with gold over and over again. And embrace your story. Embrace, like, what happened. Realize that probably some of it was really, really sucky. But that you can choose how it impacts your life going forward. It's a part of you. It's not what defines you. No. No. It's not who you are. It's part of your journey.
1: Love that. Appreciate you sharing, man. Love you. Love your heart. You too, man. Really excited to watch your work. Yeah. Hey, as always, uh, appreciate you tuning in. If uh, you have any comments on today's episode, we would really appreciate uh, you leaving a comment uh, on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Subscribing to the channel would make us super happy as well. Uh, You can subscribe on any platform that you're listening on. Uh, We put out content every week. Uh, and then, of course, like today's episode, uh, a lot of heart, a lot of effort, a lot of energy goes into this. So I mm-hmm. uh, would appreciate your love and support in that space. Uh, if you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at The Warrior and the Wolf Podcast. That is the handle there. And then uh, if you want to reach out to us directly, you can do so at the Warrior and Wolf at gmail.com. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. Brother, I love you. I'm so you too, proud man. of you and your work. Um, Everybody, thanks for stopping by. We'll see you next week. Love y'all.